Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Zayer and Kelly Fox. Hello, hello, and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox, and I am here to continue the conversation of Step 4, Compassion. Tonight, we're going to be focusing on understanding and how understanding brings compassion and compassion brings understanding. (laughs) Our beautiful Terry Sayer is not here with us tonight. She is off uh, stepping out of her comfort zone and taking risks. And so we definitely hold the space for her. And tonight we have the beautiful Trish March on the show. Welcome, Trish. Yay. Thank you, Kelly. I'm excited to be here. I know. We get so much of you this month because you're going to be here with us on your traditional last step of the last Monday of the month, next Monday. So we get you tonight and tomorrow, or next Monday. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait. Excitement. Compassion, compassion, compassion. (laughs) Yeah. So I thank you for being here with me tonight and being my co-host. Of course. And we also have an amazing guest coach on tonight. It's her first time to the show, so please welcome Phyllis Eddy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We are so excited to have you. And so, Phyllis, introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us, who is it that you get to serve and what is it that you get to do? Oh, I get to live my passion, and I'm a life coach, certified fearless living life coach, and I own a business called Grape Life Coaching, and my slogan is actually life coaching with compassion. Love it. I get get to serve people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We love it. Uh, yeah, that's one thing with Fearless Living. We we definitely feel like we can help everybody because uh, everybody's got fear, right? Yes. So um, let's get this conversation going. So, Phyllis, tell me, what does compassion mean to you? I've come to a deeper level of understanding that it's more deep awareness for yourself and others looking at their misfortune without a state of judgment, offering gentleness and kindness that you don't want to fix, you just want to support, and it revolves around compassion. I love that. I love how you talked about seeing someone's misfortune without judging it. And now I can't remember exactly what you said. Um but, uh, yeah, I think that that is a great example of having compassion 
I think that's if you apply that to yourself, it's pretty pretty awesome as well. Seeing your own misfortune, seeing your own regrets or or um, choices, and not judging yourself. Um, yeah, you can sit that, back. You can sit back with your imperfections and be accepting without that guilt and shame. And you don't want to fix it. You just want to support others when you want to offer compassion. It's kind of. Yeah, that was, that was the thing you said. Not wanting to yeah. fix it, just supporting. That was the thing that yeah. you said that I really loved as well. Um, yeah, I love that. I think as coaches, we definitely want to support someone in forward movement, but also being, being um, able to hold the space for someone to sit, to think, yes. to reflect, to own, to accept, and then on that foundation move forward. So I think yeah, that that was really great. Uh-huh. It's, well, the compassion equals the growth because they learn from a different filtering system to embrace compassion, to accept mm-hmm. yourself, to believe in yourself, and that you're simply good enough, just as you are, with all the imperfections, without judging. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings us really right into understanding. Trish, yes. where where are you? Where are your thoughts right now? Um, well, I was just going to add to that conversation by saying that I just finished a book, The Gift of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And uh, yes. one of the things that she said in there that kind of goes along with all this is that you know, only when we're brave enough to really explore our darkness and actually sit in our stuff will we be able to, you know, really discover the infinite power of the light of who we are. And, you know, so being willing to have that compassion and to to really look at your stuff and who you are and gain that understanding so that you can explore and you can, you know, start the acceptance of those, of that darkness and really see yourself in the light. So yeah. I, I just wanted to add that because mm-hmm. it was a really powerful statement for me. I actually put it in my signature for my emails and things because I just, I love that because so many people feel like they need to be a certain someone or they need to keep up with the Joneses or they need to put a facade up for people so that they can't be authentic and can't be their true self. And, you know, once you start to work with compassion and and start to understand more about how to use that and what that actually is, it's not just, you know, self-care or going to the spa. It's really embracing all the different aspects of yourself, right? Once you start to work with that, you can really, you know, expand yourself so much exponentially. And I really feel like once you are start to be compassionate with yourself, you can share more compassion with others and, more people would be compassionate with you as well. It's almost like you're modeling it subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, in fearless living or in life, everything starts with us, right? And so it's that ability to show compassion to ourselves, have that compassionate understanding of ourselves, to then give it to others. And I love how you talked about how when we give it to others, it models to others how to give it back to us. And I think that's the beautiful, um, you know, cycle of putting out 
compassion and receiving compassion and and you know that whole thing of what you put out in the world comes back to you yeah i think you know and it's it's really nice to be able to purposely do that it doesn't always have to be subconsciously it can be something that you purposely do um but starting with yourself is really the key right i mean Mm-hmm. So many people don't know how to be compassionate with themselves, right? And I think that once you yeah. understand what that is, you can spread that around a lot more. So I think that's the challenge, though, is learning how to be compassionate with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Make uh, feel it. Beating yourself up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Phyllis, how has understanding supported you or one of your clients with having compassion for themselves? I mean, you go back and look at yourself. I know for myself, thought I was a huge compassionate person until I joined Fearless Living. And I realized Mm -hmm. it was more with judgment for myself. But as I embraced compassion, it was what led me to choose actions, to be inspired, moved, and motivated to heal, to love myself, and to bring it about for me. Then I could pass it on to others. It took me out of that, the, it put me in a we focus instead of the you or the I. And then doing mm-hmm. that for myself, I could really start having compassion. And it was in the LCCP with one of my first clients that the compassion, I really started noticing how all of a sudden I had all this compassion for this client, where before I was judging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing my the own LCCP eyes. The LCCP is a coaching program, just so anyone, <laughs> if you're wondering what LCCP stood for, it's the Fearless Living Coaching Program. But, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that – um, the more we can understand ourselves, the the more we can understand someone else and where they're coming from. Like the tool we've been talking about this month is seeing innocence. Yeah. And I think that when we can see our own innocence, it's much easier to see someone else's. But I think for me, I'll speak for myself, it, it's always easier for me to be outward focused. Um, and, you know, seeing someone else's innocence and seeing, having compassion for someone else and, um, you know, being loving or kind or generous or whatever with someone else. Um, but then to turn that around and say, I'm worthy of that too, was a journey for me. And I think I'm constantly surprised by my um by my up leveling when I'm in an in a situation that before I wouldn't have handled the same. So I I love that you you spoke of that. I mean that's a witness of our growth, right? Um yeah. we're we're we come to a situation that might be similar than something we did before or maybe completely different, but yet we notice in that moment how our filter has changed 
um, because we're doing that daily work. And so on a daily basis, we might not notice it, but when those moments come, you're like, oh, look, I'm handling this different. I'm having compassion for myself as well as this other person in this moment. I'm seeing my own innocence as I see this other person's innocence in this moment. And then we get to acknowledge our growth as well as the other person and their process. So I love that. Trish, what about you? Um, I was going to just bring up the, you know, that as we've, you know, the three of us have gone through the training for the Fearless Living Coaching Program, you know, we're ingrained or we're kind of trained to do the three daily practices with, of course, compassion being the first one. And it takes a level of understanding of what that is and what actually, and how it can actually change your thought processes, mm-hmm. how, you cha- how you treat yourself yeah. and all the different ways that you can benefit from having compassion for yourself. You know, again, I I don't think people really realize how powerful that is to understand, you know, what compassion is, what it means to you, and how it can really change. You know, if you can be compassionate with yourself and then you're honest with yourself and you take personal responsibility, how that compassion will change those components and how you treat yourself, how you talk to yourself, really how you live your life so that you're Mm -hmm. not beating yourself up. You're not taking on more than you're you're responsible for you know you're not there's a level of control what you have control over and what other people have control over so understanding that but also you know being compassionate with yourself about your dreams and where you are in your life so I think compassion itself gives you a level of understanding and a level of action and thoughts and you know really transformation that you wouldn't have otherwise because I can't imagine trying yeah. to do half the things that I've done in my life without actually understanding how to be compassionate, how to take yeah. care of myself, how to look at myself kindly and gently and not and constantly try to and not constantly beat myself up. If I hadn't gained that experience or that understanding, you know, I would be I would be frozen. I'd be exact same place I was 6 years ago you know, with my thought processes spinning around and me just beating myself up all over the place, you know, not able to move forward at all. So I think compassion is a huge, Mm -hmm. huge opportunity to dialogue with yourself and to really figure out, like, you know, how to take care of yourself. Yeah. I think our up-leveling, when we up-level, it's because our understanding has up-leveled. You know, there's always another layer to the practice and as we go deeper we understand more and that is what causes that growth and so as we continue to understand ourselves more um, understand what compassion looks like what it feels like what it sounds like um, you know getting a clear understanding of what self-compassion is we're more capable of giving ourselves that self-compassion and then also turning around and giving compassion to others in a deeper understanding or, or level of growth as well. And then we have that opportunity to go even deeper. I think that, um, I mean, my understanding of compassion, uh, you know, 16 years ago when I came to Fearless Living, um, is definitely different <laughs> than what it is now, right? I mean, not only am I, you know, 16 years older, 
but, you know, and have lived, you know, more life, but I've stayed with fearless living, right? I've practiced those daily practices. I, I do the basics um, of acknowledgments and gratitudes every day, and my understanding has grown. And as I continue, it's going to continue to grow. I think the concept you brought up earlier, too, about seeing your own innocence and innocence of others, that was what mm-hmm. really fed my understanding because I resisted that so strong in my own life. I had already had a statement. There were certain people, there's no way I'm forgiving. But it was mm-hmm. when I was taught by my life coach that it had nothing to do with them. It was about me and understood yeah. that seeing their innocence would free me, not them. But that when I was yeah. able to do that, I could forgive them. Then turned around and have, you know, had to look at forgiving myself. That's where I stopped hard. And it mm-hmm. it took me a long time to truly understand it until I was back in the corner with the statement, if you knew what you knew now, would you have made the same choices you made then? Well, duh, of course not. Well, can you see your innocence? And it was like light bulb moment, like big explosion on my head. I got it. I finally understood compassion for myself. That brought yeah. the whole thing, and I was able to forgive others and myself. That was the key to my transformation and healing and releasing my past, no longer being a victim of my past. That's where my understanding just went crazy. Yeah, that's huge. Love that. Yeah, I think that really understanding what motivates us and um, good or bad, you know, um, what um, what scares us, what uh, gets us excited, uh, you know, what we love, what we don't love. You know, the more we understand who we are as a person, the more we can love ourselves. And I think when it comes down to it, we either fear, we're either in fear or we're in love. And so the more we can love ourselves, the more we're going to be able to live in a state of love. Yeah. Yeah. You have to practice it. So, yeah. Phyllis, I, I, in your, with your coaching program, it looks like you focus on compassion. Do you have specific tools that you work with your clients on for understanding or to have them focus on compassion? I think it kind of, with me, I, it's kind of has to come from me first to share it, and then um, then I can offer them more compassion. But I use the tools that we learned in Fearless Living, the four A's, helping them process their feelings, I do a lot of the fear buster exercises when we work through the Fearless Living book. So it goes in steps as they learn these tools and skills, they can embrace it more. But I think the big birth of compassion for my clients, again, is through after they learn the wheels and they go to the forgiveness, forgiving of their selves, of other people in their lives. That's when compassion really builds for them and helps them 
understand that the compassion is what's going to build the connections that they want in other people, that our imperfections is what we see in other people that open that connection because we're like, oh, you do that too. And they build from there. So they see it in themselves and then can take it and build it and bring it to others and also use it in connection with other people as well. So it's like all part of steps. Mm-hmm. I love how you talk about forgiveness. I think forgiveness is a, is a huge tool in um, creating more compassion. Yeah. What are you going to say, Trish? Uh, no, I just said that's cool that she's, you know, focusing on that with the compassion. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, I, I think I, I, you know, one of the, the main practices that Rhonda suggests is to take a picture of yourself when you're a child and to really focus on that when you're working on compa- self-compassion, right, into mm-hmm. helping you understand what that looks like or how you're treating yourself versus how you might treat yourself as a as an innocent child, helping to see that yeah. innocence. Um, I I also have my my clients, sometimes I'll have them, you know, think about when they are least compassionate to themselves and sometimes I'll have them post a picture there. I might have them do post-its with little intention statements or sometimes I have them just have a mirror in if they can have something so that they can visually look at themselves so that when they're saying the stuff or when they're thinking those things that may not be quite compassionate to themselves, they can have, they can see themselves when they're doing it. Um, so it's it's been an interesting practice to work with some clients and have them really, you know, be able to visualize, you know, what their face looks like when they when they are say, thinking things that are not compassionate or maybe say something that is not compassionate and like catch themselves. It's been really interesting to to get for them to have that awareness and for them to get the understanding of what like the visual and then how it feels inside. So it's, um, I, I combine a little bit of the life log where we see, do some tracking with, yeah. you know, having a visual there with them for, for them to look at. So they can have two different aspects. Like, you know, you see how you're looking when you're saying it, you're seeing yourself and how does that feel? Just to kind of gain an understanding of what's happening with themselves um, at that point and to make different choices, like have a list of things that they could do to be compassionate with themselves or the proactive behaviors they could use to, you know, switch things up for themselves. Um, So Mm -hmm. I've tried to get a little bit creative because I feel like compassion is hard for people. Like that's not something like everybody feels like they're compassionate with other people. It's the compassion with yourself. You know, people are just not, that's not comfortable, (laughs) you know, and we, we deal in discomfort, right? So that's not a bad thing for us, but, you know, I, I've been trying to just find different ways to to work with my clients and come up with different solutions or different ways that they could practice it and become more aware. Um, so and that's just one, one way that I've been trying with them. Because, I, I mean, it is really awesome to to learn what compassion means to ourselves and how we can practice yeah. that. And teaching them acknowledgments yeah. and gratitude. <laughs> To get yeah. them started with those right away because they keep in track of what they do do, not what they don't do, and what they're grateful for. And I think that begins some of the practices and then into intentions, getting them to stop beating themselves up so much. Yeah, for sure. 
One thing that we um, are teaching our program can or not not program candidates, but our program participants um, is um, we help them all to discover what their core need was, and I think that that brings great understanding of why you may have made choices that are contrary to uh, your values or your desires or your um, who you are um, because you were you see now that you were trying to meet your need the only way you knew how and so um, we definitely went that went over that with the with the ladies this month and it was huge for all of them gaining this new understanding around how they can have compassion for themselves and what has happened in the past and how they can meet their core need in a um, in a better way now going forward or acknowledge how they are meeting that core need in a better way going forward so it was uh, it was a really powerful session this month ladies we are almost out of time I would love to give you Phyllis um, an opportunity to share with the listeners where they can find you and if you have anything going on that they can participate in. Right now, um, you can find me on Facebook under Grace Life Coaching. I'm working on some websites right now that we should be getting started soon. And I'm back in school right now in Business in a Box. So right now, I'm focusing there as well. So my my business is still blooming. I have several clients, but I kind of slowed the pace down, and I'm also trying to finish up the book to get it to the publisher. I wrote a book on feelings, helping people identify. So there's so many aspects going on, but the Facebook page is the best way to contact me, and my email is phyllisettylc at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. Congratulations on your book. Thank yes. you, Trish. I'm excited to sure. have it come out and be able to get it. Hopefully sometime in February it actually will be sent off to the publisher. We're finishing That's up some editing. Yes. Very exciting stuff. Well, I thank you for being here. We've had a wonderful discussion tonight, um, as I knew we would. And I appreciate you being here as well as appreciate Trish for being my co-host. Sure thing, friend. Yeah. Well, we want to remind you that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And you can find out more about Fearless Living at fearlessliving.org. And there's lots of great things for you to go there and discover. Um, You can always find Terry and I at fearlessgenerations.org. And there's information about all the things that we do virtually, um, like workshops and classes and challenges in our Facebook group and all of that great stuff. Uh, We are excited to be continuing our 
coaching program called Stepping Towards Freedom, and we would love for you to contact us if you would like to know more about that. We cover the 12 steps to freedom just like we do here on the podcast, but we go a whole lot deeper. So if that sounds interesting to you, I'd love to have a conversation with you uh, about that. And you can contact me at kelly at fearlessgenerations.org or you can uh, look me up on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn where we are Fearless Generations on all three of those places. So again, ladies, I love that you were both here with me. And I love everything that uh, we discussed tonight. I thank you so much, listeners, for being here with us as well. Please keep coming back and tell your friends about us. We love sharing this information with you and the transformations that we know you will have as you practice uh, the 12 Steps to Freedom and the tools that we share. So until next week, everybody. Be fearless. Be fearless. Have a wonderful week. Thank you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.